radio for the Agile community, www.agile.fm. Welcome to another episode of Agile FM and today I'm here with Stacy Ackerman and she is the scrummom.com and today is all about Scrum in a family, actually in Stacy's family. Welcome to the podcast, Stacy. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, we want to explore something, uh, which is pretty much your domain name, scrummom.com, where you explore Scrum in a family. And I think everybody listening to this podcast, having done Scrum in a professional context, is probably curious to hear um, how this is all going to look like in your living room, kitchen, and so forth. Do we have to picture whiteboards in your house? Yeah, I do. I have a, a very large whiteboard and I have an area that's um, like a kid's office and it's hung up there and everyone in the family has a different color post-it note and uh, we have kind of a Kanban style going on where we have to do in progress and done. And so that's sort of how we uh, keep track of our household tasks. Well, it's, it's no electronic board. It's physical, physical boards. It is a physical board, yes. Because the family is co-located. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. The family is all co-located. That is true. Awesome. All right. Let's go step back here for a second and ask the obvious question, why Scrum in the family? How did you come up with this? Uh, what's your intent? What's the goal for you as a family? Well, really, um, I'm doing it as a profession, as an agile coach. And I thought, well, if I'm helping these teams at work becoming more organized and more efficient and getting more done, why can't I do that with my own family? Mm -hmm. And as many people probably realize, household chores can be a real drag. And there's there's always, you know, fighting and, and who owns what task and who is pulling more weight in the family. And so uh, by implementing Scrum at home, it really helped give us some ownership of tasks. It helped empower the kids to choose the things that they would prefer to do. And it really gave us visibility into what's happening. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned the, the word chores. Are there any other things you're planning with this? Vacations, for example, not so much of a chore, I would assume. You know, it's possible at some point that we would expand into that. But right now, we're really using it just for household chores. Okay. Are there any kind of tasks? Now, I'm curious because you mentioned, you know, your family members, I would assume your kids, your husband, they're walking up to the board and they're volunteering for work. Uh, some of those tasks are not going to be volunteered for. <laughs> yeah, so what we've been doing is um, usually on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night, we'll kind of do it maybe with breakfast or, or at a meal. Uh, we'll sit down and we'll have our post-it notes and we'll talk about things like what are the things that need to happen every day and what are the things that maybe have to happen once a week. And I was really surprised, but the kids are almost fighting for who gets to do what. Um, it, it was really shocking. they they're volunteering a lot more than they are not volunteering. Wow. So they're actually fighting over certain, well, fighting, like competing for uh, for certain tasks in the, in the household, doing the dishes? Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I want to do that one. I want to do that one. So some of the jobs are, um, we have four cats. So there's a lot of jobs around cats and, mm -hmm. and litter scooping and um, doing dishes and, and different things. Um, 
we've been doing this a few months now and, and we're continually refining it as you would in any agile process. And um, what we learned is at first, you know, we were just, they were taking on too much. It wasn't realistic. Um, and then some things like my six-year-old giving her responsibility of, of all the cats wasn't realistic. So we've we've kind of scaled it back and refined things as we've gone along. And, and we're figuring out what works for our family. Mm-hmm. But it's helping us stay very organized. Well, I, it, this is uh, awesome. I mean, it's a great topic. And I was looking forward here to speaking with you about this because I'm pretty sure there are lots of people uh, experimenting with these kind of uh, topics at home, right? Are there any kind of... Um, pairing activities going on. Do you see anything from your professional career, what you do as a coach? Is there any kind of pairing going on that some team members actually do stuff together? Or is this more like an assignment? I'll do this, I'll do this. Yeah. So one thing um, is, is, you know, what is motivating them? And a lot of times they have a TV show that they love to watch called Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. uh, if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'll, I'll say stuff like, well, you know what? I don't care who does what, um, but we're not going to watch the show until all the daily tasks are done. And then you will see them start to kind of help each other out because um, they're all motivated and they're working towards that same goal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's one thing about a uh, scrum at home, I would assume, as a family. Um, we feel like there's a very high comfort level how people <laughs> communicate with each other. And now you bring in a process um, like Scrum, for example, Kanban. Um, how do you do like these more like formal events, like a retrospective? How do we have to uh, visualize this? How do you guys get together? How do you guys do dailies? Yeah, so I wouldn't say you know we're doing we're doing every single uh, ceremony that there is in Scrum, mm. um, but we're doing pieces of it, and and we're kind of you know starting small, um, and and we'll build on it from there. Um, retrospectives have been very informal, so um, it'll be hey kids, you know what did you think about that? What, mm-hmm. what do you think we can do better next time? And it might be five minutes long. Um, so we're not doing a, a real formalized retrospective. Um, like I said, sprint planning we do, but it's typically maybe while we're eating breakfast or something else. So it doesn't feel like so much of a, oh my gosh, we have this big chore, um, this, this yeah. <laughs> all these meetings. Um, so we're trying to just incorporate it as much as we can into just things that we're doing anyways. Um, as far as uh, kind of the daily stand-up, we've always done something we call cabbages and roses. And it's not really related to chores, but it's, you know, what went well today and is a rose and what didn't go well is a cabbage. Mm-hmm. And this is something we have been doing in our family. Uh, my oldest is 11, probably since he was about two years old. And so um, it, it doesn't exactly hit on the chores, but it's kind of that daily communication um, with the mm-hmm. team. So, Stacey, if I would ask anybody from your family right now, not you on this podcast, what they think about this process, what do you think? I mean, there's this professional Stacey who is doing this for, for a living as a coach. Um, what's, what's their perception of this process and do they like it? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a mixed review, I would say, just like you probably have on any professional scrum team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my 11-year-old really, really got into it. And I think because he's at the age where he wanted to be a little bit more empowered to choose. And he really liked um, seeing the tasks. Um, my six-year-old also, she loves the board and she'll even take a notebook and she'll write down her list every day herself of her jobs. And so she really likes 
um, the visualization. My middle child, my nine-year-old, he has been a little bit more resistant of it mm-hmm. in saying, I, I don't know, I kind of like it the old way. Um, and I would say also my husband was a little bit resistant, although I think he's coming around to it now. Okay. Um, so so what we did this sprint, which is new, is him and I um, gave each other tasks as mm-hmm. well. Um, at first, we were only doing it for the kids. And then we decided, you know, if this is going to be a family thing, it really has to be all of us. Well, I think that's the, the real benefit there. So the kids see what the parents do and they see the yeah. amount of stuff the uh, parents do, I would assume, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So we didn't do that at first. And then we realized, well, you know, we need to be as parents, you know, on the same page and and uh, driving in the same direction. So one thing that happened is I was traveling for a few weeks and, and Scrum kind of fell apart when I was gone. <laughs> and so I, I realized, yep, you know, I, my husband and I really have to both uh, have the same system and have, have the same way of working for it mm-hmm. to to stick and and so he is definitely coming around on it now yeah so on your on your website scrummom.com you actually have this the you, you label these things as a family sprint right so you're calling them a family sprint i think you're making this very clear that this is scrum at home uh scrum with a family is there what kind of uh, like for example uh, is there a demo what kind of uh, activities do you guys perform which we you know, map from our professional world to your family? What do we have to envision here? Is there a demo? Is there a, a sprint closure? Is there, I think you mentioned earlier, Sunday would be the start of a, of a sprint. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Typically on Sundays. So, um, yes, at the last day of the sprint, what we typically do is, you know, we go through the board and we have the kids walk us through everything that they did and, and we kind of accept it or don't accept it and say, okay, you know, we're ready to, to kind of move on, um, especially like things like the cat litter. Is it, is, is it done? <laughs> is it acceptable? Um, so, so yeah, we've had kind of those type of walkthroughs, especially if the job is going to change hands to another family member. We want to make sure that, okay, now you're leaving your, your assigned task in a, in a way that you can pass it on to somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, from uh, from you, I, I would assume that you're like overseeing this process. And, and you mentioned when you left the house uh, for a business trip, uh, scrums started to fall apart. Um, do you, what kind of benefits do you see, like just as an output from this process? What do you see happen to the to the family and to the work the family did since since the introduction of Scrum? Well, I think um, it makes everybody have some sort of ownership and, and sense of responsibility, um, and it helps us get things done. Because when when everybody um, thinks everybody else is going to do something for them, like they think mom and dad is going to do all the, the work, uh, nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Is what I've really found. Um, and you know, even with my husband. Um, you know, that's always been sort of a source of contention of, well, who's doing more work? Mm. Well, now we've talked about it and agreed upon it and kind of formalized tasks, um, even between us. And that's really helped some of it, just the marital strife of, wait a second, why am I pulling more weight? So um, that's been good. And and you know what? We're still flexible, too. You know, if, if I get home from work earlier, I'll cook dinner or vice versa. But we kind of have a sense of who owns 
owns the work and it really does feel like we're able to stay on top of uh, just daily household chores a little bit better mm -hmm. and have more time for playing have more time for fun i was just i wanted to ask you is like what is the the, the acumens are not turning into a highly highly productive uh, family <laughs> here in terms of household chores the basement is clean and dust free and everything uh did you guys still have fun Yes, yeah, and, and I would not say we have a perfect household by any means. <laughs> you know, Scrum is a tool that helps, but it doesn't solve all problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's and that's what we try and um, tell the kids. You know, you just do a little bit every day. We keep up with things, and we won't spend the entire weekend cleaning because we're so behind. And we can go out and we can do something fun. Um, the very first sprint, I motivated them with ice cream. I said, "All right, you know, yeah, we get." We do this well, and we'll go out for ice cream. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that they weren't even talking about the ice cream so much more as the um, just knowing what they had to do without me constantly telling them. Yeah. Um, especially with my my tween, that was a really big motivator to him, just to be able to say, "I've got some ownership. I can I can figure out what I need to do." Mm -hmm. Well, this is this is actually an interesting point because uh, if we're now mapping your household situation to agile teams out there. Um, in, in corporations, very often I see teams work towards the end of a sprint or their accomplishments, and there is no ice cream. Yeah, yeah right. There is no ice cream, yeah. No. So maybe there is a, there's a piece to learn here. It's like, well, it is a little bit of a treat, right? And he said, do we really need to put ice cream out there to make people, um, you know, step up more and, and uh, take certain chores off the list? But at the end of the day, it's also a fun activity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. more of that. More of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you know. Ho hopefully, in the workplace that you have motivated employees, um, sometimes you do have to you know try and do a fun activity or team building activity or something like that just to to kind of get Scrum going if it's new and it's different. Um, but you, it's not sustainable, right? You're not yeah. going to have a party every sprint. So you have to be mindful of that too. That's right, right. But sometimes you just need, even though motivated, everybody's motivated. It's You need that day after the 4th of July. You just need something to get things going, right? Yeah. Or yeah. a Monday, typical Monday morning. Um, well, Stacy, I want to ask you something here towards the end of our recording. And that is, what's your... What's your intent, right? You're doing agile at um, at work. Um, you wanted to see. Obviously, we're curious to see. Does this work in my family? And the answer is mixed, but somewhat positive. That's why you keep going. But what's your ultimate goal? What you're trying to do here is um, with your experiment. We are here on a podcast. You're interested in, um, you know, sharing your experiences as a family. Do you want do you want to see more Scrum in families? What's what's your intent with this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's really, you know, kind of to prove for one thing that Scrum isn't just an IT thing, right? Scrum is uh, really a way of working and collaborating and, um, mm -hmm. you know, building trust and respect among a group of people. And so, um, you know, my intent is to kind of work with my family and, and get some lessons learned that I can use with my clients and, and vice versa um, and apply it really to all areas of my life because um, I do think it is a good foundation. That is awesome, right? So Stacy, um, everybody who wants to get in touch with you, learn about what your family sprints look like, experiences you have gained um, in the months to come, Scrum Mom is the, uh, dot com is the, is the internet address. Um, 
Well, maybe, maybe down the road, uh, you get your own reality TV show. <laughs> Absolutely. You never know. Yeah, the scrum that mom. Be, that would be fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mainstream it. That's yeah. right. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, uh, a little bit about your family and Scrum. Good luck with everything and uh, happy retrospectives. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.